Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House with door-to-door salesmen, and I never buy anything that is installed on my house from a door-to-door salesman. I just don't. And sorry, guys, it's just something that I don't believe in. It's something that uh, has been a warning sign for me personally whenever I see a problem. Many times it comes from the door-to-door salesman. So if someone's knocking on your door and they're going, hey, I was just in the neighborhood and we're looking to do... Welcome to -to door-to-door salesman. And you are usually talking to somebody that is paid to have a script. They don't know what they're looking at. They are not an expert and they're trying to get your name and number. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a big show coming up here ahead, but before we get going on that, let's make sure and uh, take care of the details. If you want to find out more about us, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com, and uh, you can find everything from our videos to all the podcasts to the radio show. Everything else is hiding over there at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. And don't forget our premium content. We're going to be doing some uh, exclusive episodes over there. You'll be able to catch here in the next week or two, so uh, stay tuned for that. Well, I wanted to talk today because this has been an ongoing issue out there, and I wanted to really dive into the the how this happens and the why this happens. And this is my top 10 ways a bad contractor can scam you. Now, 95% of the contractors out there, in my opinion, are good, responsible people, and they're trying to do the best for you. But just like any segment of the population, there is that kind of criminal element out there. Or quite frankly, the ones that just get caught up in bad business practices. And sometimes it's not something that is um, that is criminal. Sometimes it's just, oh my gosh, it's the economy and they were not good at managing their business. And those are things you got to be really careful with. And so I want to talk about this today. Um, and it's a problem. It's a big problem because here's what happens. You know, all the contractors do really well out there when the economy's good. They're building homes, remodeling. There's a waiting list. But the problem is, and this is one of the biggest problems with contracting, is that there is so much money coming in and outside of the organization. Many times that contractor really doesn't have a good grasp of where they're at out there. Could there be some big issues out there as far as having, you know, too much uh, cash flow problems that they don't even know because there's they just don't have a good stopping point? And what can happen is, is when things slow down, they don't realize that they've been operating on what I call float. So they have so much money coming in that the job that's getting currently wrapped up, they don't really know or they're not really looking at a job cost perspective to see if that job is profitable. They just have the next one coming 
and there always seems to be money in the bank account. But when the economy changes, things slow down. And this is when especially home builders and people like that had no idea that they were bleeding out financially. And so maybe it's the big truck payment, maybe that uh, they lost their butt on a couple jobs and they didn't realize it, but nobody is going back and job costing and looking to see how much profit was in each job. And they just kept moving because they're busy. And this can be a big issue. So today we're going to talk about some of those things. Um, and that's that's the good contractors that get taken down. And now we're going to talk about some of the not so good ones and what happens. First one on my list here, uh, not being licensed, bonded and insured. Now, this is a sticky subject and it's come up on social media. There are certain states that don't really have contractor licensing. And when you have don't have contractor licensing, it can be really tough. And it's surprising me in 2023 that there are states out there that don't have this basic level of consumer protection. And quite frankly, protection for the contractor as well. Here's the thing. When you have a, a full-on you know, contractor program for the state, it can be great. I mean, I will be the first to say there's one of the few things the state of Oregon does pretty decent here where I'm at. And it's a short list, trust me. But they do have a good uh, construction contractors board that does a pretty decent job for a state-run agency. Now, I can call up and say, you know, I'll make up a contractor name, ABC Construction. And I can call up and say, hey, um, I'm looking to hire ABC Construction. What do you guys have on record? And they'll pull it up and say, hey, you know, these guys have been around for 40 years. They've had two consumer complaints over the 40 years. And guess what? You know, that's really below normal for consumer complaints. So those guys are great. You know, they all check out all their stuff is good. They look to be a pretty decent organization. When you don't have any of those consumer protections, it can be a big problem. And this is where the fraud and all that other stuff. I mean, here in my state, they have people actively looking for illegal unlicensed contractors, and I'm good with that. I'm so tired of people skating around the rules and trying to be cheaper to try to go around good, hardworking contractors out there. And the ones out there that are working under the table, off the books, cash only, that kind of stuff, they're the ones that are burning the homeowners the most out there. So that's where you know, you got to really have some issues. And where do you find those people? Um, boy, they're all over social media. I can tell you what, I can find some pretty poor contractors on Facebook Marketplace. Um, next door is a haven for them hiding out. And it's usually somebody is on there. So here's the next door one of how to find an illegal contractor. And Recently, I don't know how it was, how it is now, but as of last year, the last time I talked to my state licensing board, Nextdoor would not give them access to go after them. They were, you know, illegal contractors were pretty protected there. So as of a year ago, they were still blocking access for the states to be able to go in there and uh, hold them accountable to state law, which is unfortunate because it's uh, it's a place they hide out. But what happens is, is you'll see that illegal contractor will get a friend or wife or somebody else and say, hey, I just had a, a great experience with, I'll make up a name, John. 
And boy, here's the pictures, what he did, really good stuff. And all of a sudden, people think, wow, I'm going to save some money. There's a guy working for cash. And guess what? The scam begins. And that's what happens on Facebook Marketplace next door. I see it all the time. It's one of those big ones right there. So I'm really concerned about the states out there. And if you're living in one of these states that don't have this level of consumer protection, it's an issue. And it's something that makes it harder for companies to uh, get insurance when there is no state licensing. And uh, it can actually be something that costs you more money because it can just literally be the Wild West. And uh, that's where I've got a big concern about that. But not being licensed, bonded, insured, yeah, that's an issue. So as far as a consumer, what I want you to do before you end up going out there and getting going on that project, before you have the estimate, I want to call, find out if they have that license, bond, and insurance, and they're good. And second of all, the other thing that I'd like you to do is to make sure that that happens on the day that you sign the contract. So when you sign the contract and you've said, okay, this is my contractor, make sure that you've uh, done your research, that their license, bond, and insurance is good of that day. And you've got a pretty decent chance that they're going to be covered throughout that project. You will as a consumer. So make sure that you've got that. Make sure. And uh, as I've said before, if you're a a listener to the show, you know, when you have this license, bond, and insured, it protects you. And then also make sure that they've got workers' comp insurance. If they have employees out there that are working on your job site or subcontractors or subcontractors out there, make sure that they are all covered by workers' comp because otherwise there is a chance that you, if they get hurt on the job site, could be their employer which means uh, you can get fined for that and uh, you might end up having to pay their medical bills because that injury happened on your property. And that can be very expensive if someone gets hurt uh, uh, hurt badly and even worse if they get hurt permanently uh, or worse than that. So you want to make sure and protect yourself. Around the house, we'll be right back after these important messages. Why? Don't go anywhere. To the Around the House show. This is where we hope to get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, make sure you check us out over aroundthehouseonline.com and Facebook and all those other places on social media. Make sure you are following us. We're going to be doing a lot more here with uh, social media in the coming months, so something to stay tuned to. So we've been talking today about the top 10 ways a bad contractor can scam you. And like we were talking earlier, there's Many, many great contractors out there. I'm just trying to make sure that we don't have the bad ones trying to take your hard-earned money. And uh, when times get tough out there in the economy, this is when these things happen the most. And so we're smack dab in the middle of that, especially with home building turning around. And this is where you really need to be careful. So we've been talking right now about it. Uh, Last segment, we talked about not being licensed, bonded, insured. The next one up here is not giving a detailed estimate out front. My biggest concern is when someone gets, you know, to get an estimate from a contractor and it says Kitchery model, $42,000, new cabinets, and it's a single page estimate. I'll be honest, I want to see about five to 10 pages on a kitchen 
remodel project. I don't want to see a single page. Because really, to protect you, I want to see every item on there. I want to know that they figured out how much I'm paying per knob. I want to see what that's going to cost me. I want to see what their markup is on stuff. Here is my favorite way to find out and work with a customer as a contractor and a designer, which ends up helping them out the most. And so let me explain. What I like to do is I like my favorite way of doing business is for a contractor to say, hey, I am going to go out and buy all your materials using my discount and my cost, and then I'm going to mark it up 15, 20%, whatever that is. That is the way that you really are protected as a homeowner, because here's what happens. One, there's a flat markup fee. And two, the materials that that contractor is buying is now warranted under their warranty. And see, that's one of the little things that happens if your contractor says, hey, you go out and buy all the materials. I don't want to buy the materials. And then you get stuck because they're not responsible generally for those materials you are. So if they go install your brand new kitchen faucet and they put it in and you told them to put it in and it was a defective faucet, they can charge you if it's defective the second installation. When they buy it, it's their problem. They have to manage it. Most people that are sitting there paying for someone to do the remodel doesn't have time to sit around and be the parts runner. You're off at work. You're managing the family. You're doing whatever you're doing. But you don't have time to go, hey, uh, that box was missing parts. You need to go find it. And that's what happens when you buy the materials. So that's one of those things that I really want you to make sure that that detailed estimate is up front so you know what it is. Because one of the most common things that I see out of contractors that are bad, and this is how they compete against contractors or good, they will sit there and know that you have two estimates for $100,000. They're going to come in and purposely give you a materials list that is missing the important things you need that were more expensive. So they'll come in and say, hey, I'm going to do it at 75. And you go, wow, 25% savings. This is amazing. You sign the contract. You start moving. You're going. Everything's cruising. And then all of a sudden, you get on the project. And you're like, hey, that's not the Baldwin hardware I wanted on my cabinet knob. Oh, Oh, yeah, I missed that. No, no, I have just the uh, off-the-shelf Home Depot stuff. You're like, well, that's $1,000 worth of cabinet hardware. Ah, sorry, missed it. And then you start finding all of those things that that contractor missed. So I want to see line item budgets. I want to see all of that stuff figured out. Now, here's the thing, and this is an important one. I want to make sure that you are not hung up on the free estimate as well. Because I have no problem with a contractor sitting there and charging you a deposit to spend five, eight, 10 hours putting an estimate together for this. To do this right, it takes time. And I have no problem with them, with you paying for that front. And I would prefer to see it credited back at the job site later if they get the project. Because I think that is an important one to make sure that you've got things taken care of, right? I want to make sure that that contractor is being paid, that they are covered, and they, they are compensated for that. I think that's fair to them. So the free estimate is not a warning sign, but uh, somebody that's paying for estimates and I get a very detailed one, that is information that is valuable to you. 
And uh, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. And I think it's actually a best practice for a contractor because they're going to spend the time allotted to get you the information you need to make the decision. So that's a good one there. Now, that's something I want to make sure that you have dialed in. That's good to go. Next up on the list, third on the list, doing the next job on the float of other projects. And that's something that we've talked about in the past that I really want to make sure that um, that this is something that happens many times by accident. And that's one of the things that I'm really, really worried about. So what happens is, and we talked about this in the first segment a little bit, is that this is a, your typical not scammer contractor. This is somebody that just has poor business practices. And they're going through and they are floating. Your deposit check is paying to finish the last guy's project and to get going on this one. And that's where these things go sideways. So be very careful about doing the job correctly and watching for that float. Now, here's one thing that you need to be careful with. And this is one thing to be to be asking for. Many times if a, let's say your contractor's ordering kitchen cabinets on credit, right? And so they're going down and getting that. Now, if that contractor doesn't pay the bill, you can get a lien on your house. And what happens is, is that maybe you paid the contractor $20,000 for the cabinet package, but they didn't put that towards the cabinet package. They put that towards the last project they're finishing up, for instance, or making payroll or whatever it is, right? So this is what I want you to be careful with. Start asking to make sure that and understand what the laws are in your state with liens and lien releases. What you want to see is when those cabinets are delivered, you want to make sure that you have a lien release in your hand that shows that that was released and that they do not have the ability to lien because they have been paid for the cabinets. So take a look, understand the laws in your state, city, municipality, whatever it is, and make sure you understand what those lien laws are, because that way you understand to make sure that that's taken care of. And yes, you should understand this, because sometimes you're going to get a lien release in the mail and go, what, a lien release? What is this? So make sure that you understand what that is in your area, because it can happen where you write a check to the contractor for materials, they don't pay it. And then you get a lien on it, so you have to pay twice for that. So these are things before you get too far in the project, you want to understand what a lien release is and how legally that protects you. So make sure you're there and that's understood. So that's all part of that, you know, um, paying for the materials and making sure that that's understood. And that's really helpful. Now, the next one here coming up we're going to talk about is an environmental one, and this one can be very expensive because I've seen this turn into a disaster. We'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. Don't go anywhere. To the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. We've been talking about the top 10 ways a bad contractor can scam you. 
And of course, there's plenty more than 10, but we're going to go down through the list here. And uh, just for all you contractors out there, we are trying to expose the bad ones because 95% of you guys out there are doing a killer job and you're out there doing the right thing. I am just trying to make sure that we cover the ones that, uh, you know, are not so good. And that's the ones that I'm concerned about. Well, one of the biggest ones that I've seen here that has caused massive problems out there is not following the uh, rules for lead paint and asbestos. And if you're in a home 1978 or older, basically, um, you know, check with your local laws. But in most cases here in the United States, you have to be lead paint certified to work on a house that's older. Now, a lot of these are EPA federal government stuff that is either handled by the feds or by the local state or or whatever. But know that you have to follow those rules in an older home. Now, in my area here, for instance, and this is where it gets interesting. So, again, you have to understand what your local laws are for the remodel. In my area here, if I order a dumpster for a remodel and that house was built before 2004, I need to have asbestos testing done on any drywall, flooring, glues, adhesives to make sure that it's covered. Yes, 2004. So a lot of people out there mix up the asbestos and the lead paint. They go, oh, asbestos was done in 78. No. Uh, Asbestos was used in a lot of materials up through 2004. And technically until this last year, it has still been legal. Companies just went, "Hey, we're not going to kill people out there with this, so we're going to we're going to get it out of our system and not start, and not use it." But asbestos has been a common building material, and it's been on a lot of things. But what I've seen is is um, you know companies coming in and not paying to have it abated when it needs to be removed, and creating an environmental hazard for the homeowner and for the people working at the landfill because they are taking in their hazardous materials to the landfill. And so these are things that we don't want to see happen. And these are things, I mean, I can tell you what I saw when the lead paint law first came into effect, I was in the Seattle area and somebody had a painter on their house scraping the outside of the house. They didn't really have tarps down and the neighbor freaked out because some chips got over into their yard. They called the state. EPA shows up, they do testing, they find lead in the ground, and now they had to come in and they find the painter, and then they they ended up having to pay to get the yard and stuff removed around there that was contaminated. So they literally had to dig up flower beds and even in the neighbor's yard to do an environmental cleanup because of the lead paint. So these are things you really need to make sure that those laws are being followed And that testing is done. Now, there's less and less lead paint issues out there because guess what? People have been stripping it, putting new siding on. There's less and less of it as it goes, but it still doesn't mean that you don't have to test for it. So these are things that I really like to make sure that you've got that dialed in and that you're covered because that's going to make a huge difference on if you have to dig up a yard or something extreme like that. Nobody wants to deal with that. And you don't want to have the hazardous hazardous materials floating around your house either. So these are things I want you to really be very careful with. All right, the next one on the list here, which is, um, boy, this one's uh, number six. Not installing things correctly around water. And I'm talking about 
You know, the one of the biggest offenders is that tub shower or shower system, not installing that correctly. It is something that has been a problem for even good contractors is making sure they're not mixing materials, making sure they're doing a system, making sure they're doing it correctly. And uh, that has been a big issue. So I want you to understand before that shower goes in, do you understand what the layers of waterproofing is, what the warranty is, what kind of grout they're using? If that stuff is not spelled out for you, be very concerned. And so, uh, and the other thing is, if I see drywall going in behind a shower, unless it's a, uh, unless it's one of those uh, plastic glue-on kits or something, basically, if I see drywall going in behind a shower, I am concerned that you have the wrong person on the job. Because in my book, um, there is no reason why anyone should be tiling over drywall in a shower, period. There's better products. It's, it's, you have so many things that can go wrong with water and make sure you've got that corrected. Now, it's the same thing when you go outside with windows and doors and siding, skylights. I want to make sure that things are flashed correctly. Somebody building a deck, are they fastening it right? Are they flashing around there to make sure the water's getting kicked off? That you don't have water getting down on the framing of the deck that's protecting it. These are all things I want to see you take care of to make sure it's taken care of. So again, just to reiterate this, I can't tell you how many times I've gone in a remodel and went, hey, why is, what's going on in here? You have high moisture content in your house. Well, 10 years ago, I had my windows replaced by a knock on the door contractor. And that's one right there that um, that uh, I just want you to be careful with because many times we're going back in and having to reframe those walls and fix the siding and do that over again because you had a fly-by-night contractor, not waterproof, not flash, not do any of that stuff correctly. So these are things that I want you to make sure that you've got dialed in and it's understood what's going on. So that's a key one right there. Now, here's one of the biggest scam techniques. We'll talk about this. It's kind of a sidebar here on this, but it's really one of the biggest scam techniques that I've seen with door-to-door salesmen. And I never buy anything that is installed on my house from a door-to-door salesman. I just don't. And sorry, guys, it's just something that I don't believe in. It's something that uh, has been a warning sign for me personally whenever I see a problem. Many times it comes from the door-to-door salesman. So if someone's knocking on your door and they're going, hey, I was just in the neighborhood and we're looking to do welcome to -to door-to-door salesman. And you are usually talking to somebody that is paid to have a script. They don't know what they're looking at. They are not an expert and they're trying to get your name and number so they can send somebody over to close the deal with you. Now, if someone ever comes and knocks on my door, and I do have a no soliciting sign, which is nice, but if someone's knocking on my door and they're saying they were just, quote, in the neighborhood doing another job and they wanted, unless they're next door and you're waving at them and there's having a conversation, no, do not stay away from it. Uh, there's always exceptions to that rule, but I'll be honest, there is just one of those things that... Uh, I've never had a good experience, and many times I have been dealing and fixing these problems from somebody going door to door. And uh, I tell you what, there are more people out there that are doing it. You're going to see that more often now, now that uh, money is tight and that people are having a hard time getting loans and things like that, and interest rates are high. 
you're going to see more people going down this road as far as contractors. So be very weary of any of those. And then the other one too is, is the high pressure sales technique. And there are companies out there that are really good at this. And foundation companies are one of them where they sit down and say, okay, this is going to be a $60,000 job. Your house is falling down around you. Fear, 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 fear. They throw fear at you. And then say, if you sign today, right now, before I leave, I'll give you 20% off. If they are trying to leverage a sale upon you signing the same day of the estimate, and they're trying to get you to not have a family discussion of what you have going on or to get another estimate, that is another warning sign that I want to be very careful with of how I move forward because that is not in your best interest as a consumer. And when they're trying to push that sales process too fast and too far, that's a concern of mine. So I want you as a consumer to be able to do that research and understand what's going on and make some thoughtful decisions on what you're doing. So be very careful of that high pressure salesperson that's coming over. If they're putting the screws on you, be prepared and think twice about doing business. Around the house, we'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. show this where we hope to get the most out of your home through information and education thanks for joining us today we've been talking about the top 10 ways a bad contractor can scam you and as we know there's a lot of great contractors out there and just want to make sure we're not bagging on the good ones out there because most of them are great so that's what the issue is today so we've been going through the list and i wanted to get it wrapped up we got a lot to go here so i'm going to keep talking about the rest of my top 10 list here Number seven on my list here is not giving you a construction and payment schedule. This is something that really needs to be visited. In that contract, I want to see exactly at what points you make progress payments. Is it weekly, monthly? When is it? Because so many bad things happen when that's not documented of when people should be getting paid and what those benchmarks are. And then at what point do they, you know, get a project complete? So you want to make sure that at, at you have benchmarks where, okay, it's a kitchen remodel, at uh, cabin installation is one point, at uh, completed countertops another, you see what I mean? Whatever that needs to be, make sure that that gets defined out so you understand when and where those payments need to get made. That way, there's no debate and there's no argument down the road. That way, you're also providing them a clear time when they get paid as well as how what has to be done so they can get paid. So usually this will push things along and keep it on schedule. And that's a key to working with construction is keeping it on schedule and making sure it's done correctly. Next up here, here's a problem that I see that runs into some serious issues. Having people that are working on the job site that are under the table or on a cash basis. And I saw a contractor that I was working with, um, and this can even be down on you as a homeowner. And this is where the problem goes. I had a contractor that was working on a, um, let's call it a troubled homeowner. And this homeowner uh, who was 
kind of a hot mess, to be honest, uh, had some uh, day laborers working around the house outside of the remodel. And this can burn a contractor. And I watched this contractor spend thousands of dollars trying to defend themselves in something that wasn't their fault. So they hired this person from a temp agency or whoever to come out there and work. And I think they were just somebody that they hired on a cash basis. Well, that person came out and started doing the work. And at one point, they asked the contractor if they could put some stuff in the dumpster. And they went, sure, yeah, they're paying for it. You can go ahead and put stuff in the dumpster. Because they had directed that person that they could put stuff in the dumpster, when this person later in the day got hurt, that showed up on the contractor's workers' compensation insurance, and it was the employee of the homeowner. So these are things you got to be really be careful with as a contractor and as a homeowner. Um, I don't want to see anybody else working on a job site when a contractor is doing a remodel that is a cash basis person, whether it's the contractor or anybody else, everybody on that job site needs to either be a self-employed, you know, worker as they are the company owner, or if they have employees, those employees need to have workers' compensation insurance and need to be on the payroll. So make sure that's happening for you. So that's a big one right there. Next up is not pulling building permits and not getting final inspections. These are things that will burn you down the road. So let's say you get a kitchen remodel contractor says, oh, I don't, I'm not going to pull a permit. We're going to be okay. And things are done there that need to be taken care of that should have been, in, you know, inspected. The problem you can run into is one, if the contractor does do the right thing and go pull the building permit and then down the road doesn't actually go get it signed off and finalized, that's going to show up as an open permit. And the problem is if you go down the road and go to do a remodel again, and we had this, and I've talked about it in a previous episode, but we ended up trying to do a kitchen remodel that that um, couldn't happen because of the addition that was done by this major contractor. And of course, there was no way they could get that thing knocked out because what happened was is that uh, it was never finalized and had to be brought up to new building code. So that's a huge issue when you have to get something up to code. And they were going to have to tear down part of the structure as far as on the interior. It was not insulated to 2022 building code versus 2015 when they did it. So these are issues that can really send things sideways when all I needed to do was have an inspection to have it wrapped up and whatever caused that issue to happen. So this is kind of a can of worms. If you're going to do the building permit route, which I think you should, if you are, you need to walk that all the way through the process. If it's not something that's required in your area, then it's not a big deal. But the building permit is, just keep in mind, it is there to protect you and health, safety, welfare. So that's the big thing. It's there not to talk about quality of craftsmanship. No, generally not. But it does say, hey, that we've had an engineer look at this. Uh, this is framed correctly. The electrical's done. The you know All of those things are done correctly. So that's where that protects you as a homeowner because you know it met those minimum standards because it was inspected. So something to think about with that, that if you're going down that road, make sure you go down that road and finish it all the way. That's another one that's very expensive. Now, the other one that I've seen that's been a massive problem out there is that you've got somebody that is a contractor 
but they end up doing all the other skilled trades things really poorly when they were supposed to have people that were licensed, bonded, and insured. Now, he might be licensed, bonded, insured, but many times in many states, a plumber or an electrician or an HVAC professional is actually licensed through the state or local or however that works in your area. But my point is, is that that remodeling contractor is not a plumber, but did all the plumbing work. That can be a big issue because now all of a sudden you have someone doing a trade that they were not trained in and it might not meet building code. So make sure that your electricians are doing the electrical work. Your plumbers are doing the plumbing work. I would really like to see if you're doing a bathroom that you've got both of those trades in there. I want to see a tile professional in there that is doing the tile installation. So if it's just a little floor, that's one thing. But if you're doing a shower system or something like that where there's water involved, I want to see a certified tile professional in there taking care of that. And that's key right there, guys, making sure that you've got the right trades in the right part you know, so you can do that. Because I tell you what, I see more issues because somebody did it wrong and it got missed during an inspection or something like that, or there wasn't one. So spend the time, make sure you get it dialed in and then do the research to make sure you're not getting scammed and that you've got the right people in there. I've seen so many jobs recently where somebody who said they were a professional decided to do the plumbing And I guarantee you, one, it wasn't inspected, and I guarantee it wasn't a plumber either. So these are all things I want you to make sure and get taken care of because this is your hard-earned money, right? And these are things I want you to see if you can get taken care of so you're not wasting that money because I have too many people I know right now that are getting projects redone because they brought the wrong people on the job. And uh, I just wanted to see if we could get out a really good public service message to everybody on how to hire a contractor and what the bad ones are doing to take your money away from you and uh, without a care to what's going on in your home. So guys, my best advice out there is to do your research on the contractor, get multiple bids, find out what you're doing, and don't take the pressure to get a deposit for a discount or something like that. That to me is a big concern. So use, uh, use all these tips wisely. And uh, make sure that uh, you're covered up and uh, you, I, I don't want to see you lose money and I don't want you to have to do a project twice. So that's the that's my tip of the day there is just take the time, go through the steps and it should work out correctly for you. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't have contractors licensing in your state, start asking your representatives why those consumer protections aren't there because uh, I think you really need it. Uh, that should be in every state of the union here. Uh, and, uh, that is your place as a citizen in that area. If you don't have it to push and get it done. All right, everybody. Well, a couple more things. If you want to find out more about around the house here, head over to, uh, around the house Take a look. We're going to have some new, uh, section to the website coming up here soon. Might even be up by the time this radio show airs or podcast airs. We're going to have a bunch of new projects section in there. So it'll be something for you to take a look at. And that's going to be a ton of fun. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. If you want to find out more, head over to aroundthehouseonline.com and uh, contact me over there as well. And coming up next in the next hour, we're going to be talking about why remodeling has gotten to be so expensive, why new home construction has gotten to be so expensive, 
And what can we do with affordable housing to see if we can get that turned around? Because there is so much going on out there and there are multiple causes of this and some of it is preventable. And I want to talk about that stuff to see if we can get more people in housing. And uh, I'm not talking about the houseless and I'm going to use air quotes there issue, but really trying to get people that are out there working into homes that they can afford. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com. 